So hi, one of the Good Noise Podcast. I'm Shane. I'm Glory. And we're here with... Everybody's worried about Owen. And we're asking some questions say about his upcoming EP, Noonmaker Swing Set. So congrats on that, by the way. How do you feel about Thank the response you. to the announcement so far? Uh, I feel pretty good about it. You know, I've gotten pretty good engagement on everything. Um, I'm really just excited to put it out. Like, I'm not super worried about how it does at this point. I'm just really excited because it's been it's been a while since we've had it finished so i just want to have it out there oh yeah um i saw like in the in the google drive it's been in there since like november yeah it's a good amount of time (laughs) hell yeah um ep rocks um i'm glad this time there wasn't minutes worth of silence throughout the entire thing that's good yeah no that's definitely an improvement yeah Uh, EP rocked. I just wanted to say, amazing. I loved it. It, it scratched that part of my brain. It, it scratched that itch. It was beautiful. Well, thank you. Of course. Uh, so, is there any meaning behind the EP title or cover art? Uh, yeah. So, um, the last EP I released, uh, there are leeches in Denton Lake. Denton Lake is a real place at uh, the camp that I went to as a kid, and I kind of wanted to continue that naming convention. So, this new to makers swing set is also a place from this camp um and the concept i kind of went with for the album or the ep rather is um the the swing set was supposedly haunted by like the ghost of a little girl and so i was like what if i took like the like some stories from like the bible and some stories from like i don't know not stories but like some like words and like things about like biology or like just like classes that a little girl would be in school for and like Mm -hmm. started using all of that language together and that's kind of what I started with when it came to writing the EP so that's kind of where my head was at I don't know if I explained it well but you know that makes sense sense. Ooh, spooky (laughs) (laughs) um so can you tell us a little bit about your writing process for the CP yeah so um I essentially just came up with like the acoustic version of everything, like writing each song. Um, And I started off with which one, which one was the first, let me look. I think it was probably how do you talk to a star, which is the single that's already out. So, um, and from there I just kept like writing songs that didn't do what the other songs did in the album so i'd be like all right this one kind of feels like this so and the other ones i have sound like this so let me try and write something that sounds different and i think it worked pretty well because i think all of the songs on the ep kind of hold their own which is exciting um and then from there i just worked with dan rc who was my producer for the whole thing and we would just shoot ideas back and forth on like what to add and like what we wanted and it worked really well i think oh yeah hell yeah awesome uh, so what song off this ep took the longest to write and which one is your personal favorite oh geez um i feel like my favorite is abandon the hospital um i just think that some of the lyrics i wrote for that one are some of my favorite things i've ever written um, but I, th- which one took the longest? Um, I think it was probably Nuna Makers, the, the seventh track, just because I had teased it 
online earlier and it got a really good reception and so i was like damn now i need to um really live up to that hype in some way <laughs> so you you played the dangerous game of posting the song before it was totally done yeah i'm really good at that i'm really good at posting <laughs> before they're released and then not giving any follow-up for months oh damn oh, so my. how did you kind of combat that pressure i know you said it, it took the longest to write so obviously you were kind of you know picking at it for a while but like how did you kind of come to peace with it i guess i basically how i combated that was I just waited long enough where it didn't really matter anymore, <laughs> which was not like an intentional solution necessarily, but I just really wanted like what I made to be good. And I knew if I rushed it, it wasn't gonna be at the level I wanted it. And I was willing to give up like people seeing it and engagement to make sure I had a product that I wanted. If that makes sense. So yeah. it, it, it's product over like the engagement and the social media bullshit. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. I mean, like, yeah. <laughs> fair enough. Um, so I want you to, to pick your favorite lyric off the CP and tell us the meaning behind it. All right. Um, probably off of abandon the hospital. There's a lyric where it goes, the Sistine Chapel of your collarbone, the David of your eye, it has all been lost to history, and why am I surprised? Um, and then that whole sort of like pre-chorus is probably my favorite thing on the album. Uh, as for meaning, it's not like that, it doesn't have a super deep meaning, it was just like the imagery really spoke to me, and when I wrote it down, I was like, damn, that's sick, I have to include that. Mm -hmm. For sure. That's yeah. awesome. Uh, so would you be able to tell us where Headspace is at while you're creating this EP? Yeah, I was thinking a lot about um, like having moved down to Miami and be, like living here over the last few years. Um, it's a very like, it's a super lively and like social area. And I was sort of wrestling with like feeling problems with identity and problems with like social anxiety and not like feeling like I fit in. And that's a theme that I try to explore um, throughout the album in different ways. Like there's songs about accepting it. There's songs about being frustrated by it. There's songs that sort of romanticize it. It just explores that in, in a bunch of uh, the songs. I think that's like a unifying theme for it. All right, makes sense. Um, so how do you recommend your fans to listen to this record for the first time? Should you do in the car with friends and dark with headphones on is workout album, party album? What do you personally recommend? Okay. I feel like this is like an album that like you put on like a floodlight in your room and you're just like sitting in your bed with like the best pair of headphones you have mm -hmm. and just listening to it straight through. Mm -hmm. That's, that's, I think the ideal way to listen to this record. All right. For sure. All right. Uh, so this one should be super, super quick off the top of your head. I want you to describe this EP for new listeners in three words. No more, no less. Okay. Um, dramatic. Folk. Explosion. There you go. Right. Hell yeah. Explosion. That, that was a quick <laughs> left turn. I, 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 there were too many things I wanted to say at once. And so that's <laughs> just going to have to cover all of it. Fair that enough. was perfect. Um, so in that same train of thought, is there a certain feeling or emotion you want listeners to have while going through the album? 
Um, feelings of nostalgia, hopefully. Um, and I should also feel kind of like an adventure. I feel like there's so many like big, like crazy moments on the album that I want it to feel like you're like reading a book or like experiencing like a story. If that oh. makes sense. Yeah, that yeah makes that's sense. really cool. That's awesome. Uh, so while listening to this EP, what band or artist influence pops out the most to you, if any? Okay. There's a couple. Um, there's one track on the album that is like almost entirely like a Days and Days cover track. Like it just, it's like very Days and Days inspired, very um, Pat the Bunny inspired. And then I would also say bands like Bears and Trees, um, Apes of the State. Okay. And yeah, that's that's a good amount. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's good. Yeah, I love Bears and Trees. <laughs> I love Bears and Trees. They're yeah. awesome. Hell yeah! Um, Definitely a huge inspiration for this one. Love it. Uh, so, what was your favorite memory that you made while creating this uh, record? Oh, this is easy. So <laughs> when we were recording the the record, I had a couple of my friends come in and do gang vocals for a couple of the tracks. Mm-hmm. And we all just like were in the studio and we're trying to get this. We're trying to get this take. And we finished singing and we all of a sudden we just hear like my friend Oliver just like tapping his feet like wildly in the background of the track and Vic yells out like Oliver stop tap dancing and we all burst out laughing and then we got that all recorded so that's just the end of one of the tracks now it's like it's buried in there you can hear that entire interaction happen and it's awesome that's awesome I love that (laughs) I I love when bands and artists do that they add just like speaking moments it's always like my favorite part yeah (laughs) awesome (laughs) So for this question, I want you to picture you're on tour. You're at a gas station for a rest stop. You're going in. What is your snack of choice? Um, I'm getting a bag of Takis or the like chocolate hostess donuts that they Classic. have. That's my childhood. Yeah. And then like in Arizona, probably. Oh, nice. Am right. Hell oh, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Um, so on the topic of food, if your project was a dish, what dish would it be and why? I feel like it's it's like a good bowl of like like Thai curry. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, there's some like bold flavors going on. It tastes really good, but it's also simple. Like it's reliable. It's going to be there for you when you want to feel sad or nostalgic or whatever happens mm. at that moment i that's love good. that that's very wholesome yeah yeah uh, so for these last couple questions we're actually going to shift away from music if that's okay with you yeah sure awesome so if you could be one animal for the rest of your life which animal would you be and why uh i'd be a sugar glider that was quick okay and, like there's no way that isn't fun like right. there's no way sugar gliders are not having the time of their life every time exactly. they do that like jump thing. Mm-hmm. I've like fostered a sugar glider this summer because my f- someone, my friend knew who was living with me at the time had mm-hmm. one and was like going away, so we just had the sugar glider in our apartment. Oh, like a good month. 
it was oh, wow sick. yeah yeah are you gonna get like your own sugar glider are you gonna try and like adopt one uh i don't think i i like i feel like any animal that i can lose track of is not good for me <laughs> <laughs> so like what animal can you not lose track of i i that's like all of them i mean like a cat and a dog are like reasonably sized yeah but like a hamster or like anything smaller than that if that gets out i'm not finding it <laughs> it's, it's things that thing's gone so often yeah damn fair that's fair yeah uh, i didn't know what a sugar glider was until right now i googled it while you were talking about it i can't believe glory that you were talking about it like it's just something you knew i i yeah 20 years of I, my life i've never heard of a sugar glider until right are now are you kidding me I'm they're so serious. cute yeah they're cute I, looking animals i've just never heard of them yeah oh my god dude wingsuits exactly yeah bro you gotta i grew up watching like fucking discovery channel all that shit hell yeah i love sugar gliders love me sugar glider planet earth yep mm -hmm. um so if you could have lunch with any celebrity artist dead or alive who would it be and why um, I'd love to get lunch with Getty Lee from Rush hmm. because I just want to know what was going on in his head ever. <laughs> um, my first concert was a Rush concert when I was like six or seven years old. And my dad loves telling this story. So now I'm going to tell it. Okay. Um, we're in the parking lot at this concert. I'm like six. Mm -hmm. And this guy walks up to me and he's like smoking a joint and he's like 50 or like something. And he sees me and he goes, yo, little dude. And then he takes this um, copy of moving pictures. Uh, I think that's the name of the album and gave it to me. And was like, you need to take this right now. And I was six. So I was like, yeah, okay, I'll take this CD. Thank you. <laughs> and that was kind of the, the general vibe. And I've been a Rush fan forever. I like their music. And I just would love to poke around in his head. Wow. He the insane sounding voice I've ever heard. Oh, my God. Was it the guy from Rush or was it just a rando? No, just a rando. <laughs> guy. Sure I was. Like, I thought the big surprise was, and it was him. No, no it was just, just a random guy. guy. That's chill. That's good. Hell yeah, I love that. All right. Uh, so for this last question, boom, you're on a deserted island. You could bring one person, one movie, and one album. Who and what are you bringing? One person, one movie, and one album. Okay. <laughs> for the movie, I'm bringing Whiplash. That's the movie I'm gonna choose. Okay. Um. Album. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna bring the. Prince Daddy self-titled album. That, I feel like I can listen to that album forever. So that's yeah. a good choice. And then person I would bring probably my friend Emmy because mm -hmm. I have been in the wilderness with her before. Mm -hmm. So I feel like we'd be able to figure things out. Yeah. That's fair enough. Yeah, that's a, that's a fair reason. All right. Um, so as Glory said, that's all the questions we have today. Is there, is there anything that you would like to plug? Um, yeah. Uh, my EP comes out May 1st, which is really exciting. I just released a single, How Do You Talk to a Star, which is on everything. Um, you can follow my TikTok and Twitter and social media. It's some version of Everybody's Worried About Owen on all of them. And I'm going on tour this summer. Um, so be on the lookout for information on that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, thank you for sounding. It's been uh, everybody's worried about Owen, and we have been the Good Noise Podcast. <laughs>